welcome to the Guiding God's Daughters podcast. We're all about getting real and going deep here. I want to help you plant seeds so you can grow in your faith. So join me in this episode as we walk together and learn about God's faithfulness. Hey everybody, Meredith here. Welcome to Guiding God's Daughters. I'm so incredibly excited to finally launch this new brand of the podcast. Uh, It's actually not new. You will be able to access all of my previous episodes on the Guiding God's Daughters podcast. So part of what I wanted to do today was tell you about why I did this and then talk about kind of the messy stuff of life um, and how to be comfortable in the mess. So Um, Mind you, I'm going to be looking at my notes, but also looking at you. So Tune In With Meredith was the first name of this podcast. It really was kind of the first, kind of this first stab at what we wanted to name it. And uh, I kept it simple, but I realized that my name isn't necessarily what people know. um, And I wanted to reach women with a message of God's hope. So it was about guiding God's daughters. And what I really do um, is guide God's daughters, the women of God to him. So uh, it kind of nails right on the head what I do. So um, when I, and interestingly enough, when I started bringing it up with women that I was kind of changing this, I would, women would like breathe this sigh of relief, like, oh, I I need that. So, um, and then the tagline, it wasn't the original get real and go deep was one that um, I heard kind of from the women that I've worked with, like, you need to make it more specific. And uh, so that was it. And I shared it with my stepdaughter who was like, yep, that's very on brand for you. So that kind of was the, okay, we're ready. This is what we're going with. So, and it's on brand for me because I'm all about being real, having deep conversations. I don't like fake. It bores me, bores me to death. So you won't hear a lot of fluff here. Um, More focusing on behind the real, less about who you are as I see you, but more about the real you, your real life. Kind of crazy, huh? And not not a lot of people in the world are doing that. So um, I want to share the love of God with you because I've learned that what he cares about most is the condition of our hearts. So 1 Samuel 16, 7, one of my favorite verses says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at your heart. I'm going to remind you here, whenever you are tempted to stay on the surface, that we're all about working on the heart here. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You don't probably realize how important your heart is, the posture of your heart. Proverbs 27.19, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. And one of my favorites, because it reminds me that God knows my heart better than anyone else, is Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. Hmm. Does that confuse you? If it does, it's because the world has been sending you the messages for ages. Follow your heart. And I've done it too. You know, follow your heart. But God gives us specific warnings in scripture about our hearts. He's not saying your heart is bad, but there's bad stuff in your heart that you need to take out, which is what we're doing. Matthew 15, 19 says, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 6, 
actually right before the verse on how the heart is deceitful, we are given two stark differences between following the Lord and turning our hearts from him. So I know I'm chunked up with scripture right now, but I'm getting to the point. So cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Whoa. But then listen to verses 7 and 8. Hmm, this is where I want to be. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. My hope is that this podcast will help you put your trust and confidence in the Lord so you can be that tree by the water, sending out its roots without fear or worries and never failing to bear fruit. I know it may seem harsh, but this world is rough right now. I'm just calling it out for what it is. Whether you believe it or not, we're in the last days. There are signs all around. I have one more scripture to share with you, and then we're going to go a little further. I've read and heard this following scripture. Different podcasters, different people have shared it, different pastors. So important. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. It's going to help you really see what's going on. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have, not, have nothing to do with such people. Because of that, because of all that stuff people are loving in their flesh in the world, I'm here trying to point you, so I have a, the compass behind me, to Christ, to the only one who can save you from all this junk. You need in all this darkness, to hear about your only real hope. And if you're under attack, you're more than likely got the devil on your back. And I'm, uh, he wants you to think you're broken, left for scraps, unusable, uncurable, and the eternal victim of any circumstance. Well, guess what? Here, he's wrong. You know why? Because he doesn't want you to know what the Lord can do with your scars, with your brokenness, how he can heal you and use what the devil means for evil for good. He doesn't want you to know that the devil doesn't want you to know that God can make you the victor of your life, not the victim. Doesn't mean you haven't been a victim, but you can be the victor over what you were the victim of. I have this sign on my desk that says your brokenness is welcome here. We've all been broken by something, an event, or someone who has just made us feel less than, not good enough, rejected, abandoned, or afraid. You know who knows every detail of that pain and wants to redeem it? God. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You can't save yourself. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He knows we don't have it all together. He knows in certain parts of our life we're a mess. That's why he teaches us the opposite of what the world does. Die to self. Like nine, like, ooh, I don't know what verse this is. I'm going to have to look it up. But it says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And the Message Bible says it really well. 
Then he told them what they could expect for themselves. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. I just love, I love this. Vertigo. Um, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. Am I saying don't take care of yourself? No, I'm just saying you are going to be able to help yourself. You are not going to be able to help yourself alone. In order to do that, you've got to go, got to die to yourself. Also, when you're ready to stop figuring it out yourself, you will have to take the steps forward to help yourself get out of the pit. But your ultimate freedom will not come from what you do, but what God does. Galatians 2.20 says, My old self is crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ is the one who gives us true peace. Christ is the one who gives us wisdom. Christ is the one that gives us purpose. And Christ wants to reveal himself to you in your every day. But you got to seek him first. Let me give you an example of how I do it in my everyday. There is evidence all over my life that I need Jesus every second of every day. Prime example, my house, hence clutter. I got married a little later. So when we came together, he had all his stuff from his first marriage and he had three kids. And then I had everything from my professional life and my life out in DC before that. So when we moved in with each other, uh, there was just a lot of stuff. Then we moved to our house now and I got pregnant and I was sick the whole time. So unpacking, we have our whole basement needs to be unpacked. And we are talking about how we finally need to settle in. So that's what we're trying to do. That's really actually the message I've been hearing from the Lord. Uh, settle in. You're not settling for less. Settle in. So that's what we're doing. Now, what happens when you have clutter and stuff everywhere? You have to go through it. Yes. So we were presented with a lovely opportunity by way of pantry moths. Yes, we have some kitchen pantry moths. And I didn't even know about these before. but And we've been trying to figure out what they're getting into. So we'll pull off random things. And the other week, we decided to do an overhaul. I started working on it in the mornings and evenings a little bit. Then last weekend, I did a deep dive and cleared it all out. Reorganized it. Ugh, oh, what a feeling to be done that and see it organized. That just feels so good, right? But here's the thing. When you're going through it, it's messy, right? Mess is messy. In front of you, in you, wherever, mess is messy. Whether you're cleaning out a closet, a bedroom, a garage, or a pantry, things get left undone because you can't get to it all at once, at least when you are working and have a toddler and it's just a little nuts. So you get frustrated because you just want it to be done so you don't have the mess lying around, but life doesn't allow you time when you're really busy, right? So we have to be okay with that mess being there for a little bit or for an hour. It's just like when we're going through a season of feeling or change and transition. It can be messy. If we're working through things, we have to unpack the baggage and let it just sit there on the floor for a while so we can work through it. But you just want to pick it up, right? I know. Ladies who are married to a man who leaves stuff on the closet floor, get this. You just want to pick it up and organize it now, like yesterday. Sometimes I do. Other times I have to remember that's his stuff, not mine. And that uh, speaks for our emotional lives too and boundaries. So when there is a mess in front of us, we want it gone. We want it cleaned up, picked up, moved. But that's the metaphor right there. Sometimes life is messy and we need to just let it be messy without trying to fix it. We have to trust God's timing for when it will be fixed, right? Like when you get home from vacation, it's a mess, right? You have to move on with your life, get back into your routine, but you've got to unpack. I always try to unpack everything when we get home, but it never happens. 
I inevitably get too tired or have to lay Ellie down or cook or something. And I have to be okay with that. With our busy lives, it may just take me all week to pick it up. And that's okay. Maybe more than a week. My house right now with the launch of this podcast and book, it's a mess. But I know once this event is over, my head will be clear enough to get it more organized. But right now, I just have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. I know, super hard, right? Let me give you a little insight. Have you ever done this? Have you ever just said, oh, it's just it's just a mess everywhere. Oh, I have just have to pick this up. When you do that, here's what you're doing. Beating yourself up for what isn't finished yet, for the undone. Unfinished business is not fun business, especially when it's staring at you right in the face. Whenever I do that, if my husband hears me, he'll like literally say, okay, stop beating yourself up, Meredith. And he always gets me. I'm like, what? what? That's when I realize something is going on inside me. I'm tired. I'm upset. Something's bugging me. Something else is going on in my heart that I want to fix, but I can't. So I just beat myself up for what isn't picked up outside of me. See what I'm getting at? If I'm beating myself up for the mess around me, there is a mess inside me that I have to take to the Lord and seek him. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Jeremiah 17, 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. He knows our hearts better than anybody, better than we do. He always reveals to me. When I go spend time in prayer, I sit and listen. He always revealed to me what's going on in my heart and helps me navigate it. When I'm not comfortable with the mess in me or around me, he is just fine and can handle my uncomfortable. So if you read Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it talks about that. Uh, I'm going to read the New Living Translation version because this really helped me when I got started kind of moving into relationship with the Lord. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That might not be the New Living Translation. I'll have to check. Um, But I'll post it on the notes. My soul isn't at rest when I'm focused on the mess. Hmm. But the Lord gives me rest. So what do I have to do? Go to God in the middle of my mess, whether it's internal or external. When I just want it to go away, or I want the feelings about whatever life is throwing at me out of the way, he's like, I got you. I got you. I had to do that a few times this past week and just say, God, what's up with me? Well, I was stressed about the launch and this podcast, but it gives me rest in the middle of the mess. So just remember that next time you are dealing with mess around you or messy feelings inside you. God is with you in the mess. He'll get you out of it in his time. It's like the movie Frozen. If you have a toddler or you've been a twenty, somehow you probably know about this. But Ellie, of course, loves it. While watching it this week, and I'm listening to those lyrics from Let It Go. I'll try not to sing it to keep it in your head all day. (laughs) But it says, don't let them in. Don't let them see. Be the girl or good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Put on a show. Okay, sorry. Her parents kind of teach her not to feel, to hide it. And they pretty much quarantine her for having any feelings. Of course, Disney makes it about magical powers. But if you keep it really simple, it's really just feelings. So she runs away. And when she gets way out of town, away from everyone, she sings that, let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. I'm not going to sing it. Um, turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. So they make her kind of shut down the feelings and shut off her feelings when she leaves and her iciness just about kills 
her sister. You know, it's like that iciness, not feeling the feelings hurts us. Well, if I could rewrite that movie with God in the midst, I'd send her right to him to relieve the messy feelings she had. But I didn't. So, you know, it's Disney. Whole other story. But so just remember, when you want to run away and avoid your feelings because they are messy and you don't want anyone to see that God sees, he knows, he wants to meet us in them and comfort us. I pray that by listening to this podcast, you will feel like you have a safe place to feel your feelings and seek God for refuge in them. Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present hope in trouble. If you're in trouble, you don't have to scroll your newsfeed thinking everyone else has it figured out. And you certainly don't have to compare your highlight reel to someone else's. You don't have to think that you're alone and no one understands. You can find a place where others get it. More importantly, a place where you are invited to seek God's rest for those feelings. He gets it better than any of us. So stick around because I'm going to help you navigate those messes life brings and take them to the Lord for rest, peace, and healing. And to be honest, the deeper life, the get in real life is like so much more rewarding and fulfilling with God. So much more rewarding than that only focusing on the highlight reel or how you look. So, okay. Can't wait till next time. Uh, make sure you um, do whatever you need to do to share this podcast. And uh, I will see you next week. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love this podcast, make sure you leave a review on Spotify, share it with your friends, visit my website, or follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Get Real with Meredith. See you next time on Guiding God's Daughters.